0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 399 of the Saren Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my esteemed co-hosts, Peter and Jake. That's right, Kurt.
1: We are ending this year off with the Chopped Cheese edition of the cast, the odd one out of the family... So unlike its brothers, sliced and shredded cheese.
2: <laughs> you know, I
1: you know I haven't really it, had it, a chopped it couldn't cheese.
2: Just, Are they all that all that it's chopped up to be? I feel like it's just a Philly I cheese. I don't
1: it's, um, it's it's I would say it's worse because it's lettuce and tomato in a Philly che- cheese steak format, so they get super wilty nice. and, and um,
0: I don't know a traditional chopped cheese has lettuce and tomato on it.
1: I'm pretty sure it does. At least the ones I've had. Ain't nothing better um, than
2: some good wilted lettuce. Let me tell you,
0: boys.
1: It's like, and it's it's just it's hamburger meat with American cheese on it. Like, there's nothing, there's no ingredient that defines it from anything. It's like a it's a chopped hamburger.
0: Right, I don't. I don't mind um, that. I don't know. If if you're shitting ch- on a chopped cheese, you just haven't had a good one yet. That's my opinion on it. <laughs>
2: yeah, i i i'd like okay. to i'd like to I, try one. You know, because i haven't i haven't met a hamburger i haven't liked.
0: Yeah, to be it's, fair. I do not uh,
1: like lettuce or onion on my burgers either, or lettuce or tomato on my burgers either.
0: Um. Yeah, it looks like most of them have lettuce. Tomato seems to be a little less. I don't know. I every time I've gotten a chopped cheese. From a place in the city I've been content with my purchase
2: You know, I like I like when I can describe my sandwich As loose And that's <laughs> exactly how I imagine A chop. It's cheese.
0: got a loose improvisational yeah. feel to it
2: <laughs> I like when my things are loose Anyways, speaking <laughs> of loose We're coming at you live Straight from the imagination Of Zachary S. Snyder
1: Yes. Are so you gonna say Zachary Taylor there for a second? I'm like, our twelfth president, yeah,
0: or whatever.
2: This I
0: wouldn't have gotten the number. The <laughs> only other
2: famous Zachary known to known to man, um, Zachary S. Snyder on the fucking dot. Which uh, you know, he got his name he got his name after Zachary Taylor. The, the parents named him after the best president, so they were like, you know what, he deserves <laughs> this powerful name, Zachary. Um and you know of course he's the heir to the Snyder Pretzel, pretzel company, fortune. Um, you know, his directing and photography and this writing thing—they're all just like backup, backup, backup night jobs.
1: Yeah, side hustles. Like, when are you gonna come back and run the pretzel business?
2: Yeah, yeah they're waiting. When are <laughs> you gonna come
1: back and inherit your your pretzel pieces fortune?
0: Yeah,
2: you know, I think he's just still getting over the trauma uh, of his daughter's great pretzel accident um, that took him away from the shooting of the, of the Snyder Cut. Um, you know, it's a, a real... We, our hearts go out to him and the pretzel mm-hmm. family, pretzel empire. Uh, but, you know, they'll get over it. Look, Zach, just make a new one out of dough. Roller and salt to... <laughs> We all know that. I was going to
1: say, I I feel like you should have switched places with M. Night Shyamalan because he's so much better at twists. Oh, uh. uh. <laughs> uh. I'm going to die. That's uh. pretty good. Um, Probably, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's a dark, dank place Some... in here, and it's a fucking long.
1: That's where we're hosting our award show this yeah. year. It's the 2023 studlies we're doing it we're here we're one day from the end we're looking over the precipice
0: and we got it in right at the end there
1: <laughs> i like awards and top 10 lists are no longer in vogue but i don't care we're still doing it if we wanted to be hip with the kids this would be your 2023 studs rewind your 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 restudded as a word we'd we'd like list off random statistics that we data mine from this year's episodes,
0: yeah. And I ain't got time for that, so we're just gonna do awards like we do every year. <laughs> yeah,
2: hell yeah. So uh, as we hell got yeah. for you every week, uh, we got a little <laughs> bit of a little bit of
1: trays got to watch. A, a little bit being the operative phrase there. We got truly
0: uh, a very small bit. Okay. Everyone it seems is taking off for New Year's. <laughs> Z-
1: Zachary Snackery. <laughs> Snack King. And speaking of the Boy Wonder, yes, we have. He waited till the end of the year for this shit.
2: We have the best movie I've watched this year, Rebel Moon Part well, we, Two.
0: We had we had to wait for Rebel Moon Part One to come out before we could release the trailer for Rebel yes. Moon Part
1: Two. Was this like Dune, where Netflix said we won't greenlight it until the first one comes well, out? Well, I
2: think he did his uh, his trademark thing and was like, "Hey guys, I got a hot new movie for you. It's six hours long," and they're like. Cut it, no, cut it a lot, and he's like, "What if? Keep it the same length, just make it into multiple parts." So, this is part one. This is part two of probably six, uh, what I heard.
0: (laughs) God save us all. So, okay,
2: (laughs) uh, the rumor is that he has three movies in mind. I don't know if that means. Movie okay. one has part one and two. Part you know, movie two has two and part one and two and or if there's three parts to this movie. If there's I, three I'm parts to seven hope. samurai, get fucked, Zach.
1: Yeah. I'm not watching
2: <laughs> your fucking moon movie, which is very just... very heavy handed and like in your face about everything.
1: Uh, just make a tv show,
0: are you zach? suggesting to me that zach snyder lacks subtlety in his storytelling because yeah. i know that you would never i'm not going to say that such a because this was the
2: best <laughs> movie i've ever seen no i'm kidding um but i will have a five minute review of it in a couple seconds um yeah but we got after we talk about the sequel we got scar giver and you know what there's a lot of stuff in this uh that probably looks yeah there's like the literal
0: there's literal straw men being attacked Um,
2: (laughs) So the first uh, non sequitur You probably see in this Is a robot wearing antlers
0: Mm.
1: Sure.
2: I will say One thing about this robot that is not spoilers This robot Is the best part of Rebel Moon Part 1 And he has like Two minutes of screen time Anthony Hopkins You earned your paycheck for this performance um
0: yeah. I mean that's kind of the Anthony Hopkins MO. Be barely be in the movie, steal the show as a robot. win an yeah. award.
2: So yeah. yeah, Anthony Hopkins, the robot himself, um, Mr. Robot as we like to call him, uh, comes in and returns, reprises his role as robot. Still don't know his name, but we're just gonna call him C three AH. I don't know, you know?
1: Maybe a, C C D Deer three pm. He is a, <laughs>
2: a robot or droid, if you will, that um, is a, a, druid pretty, droid?
1: A, it's pretty, a droid. It's pretty droid. It's pretty
2: accustomed true to, to uh, protocols, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it's more humanoid, so it is more personable. So, anyways, uh, we have the the antler robot, which I know as much about this as you do from this trailer. It's not explained why he has antlers.
1: No, I think we maybe it's a, the intrigue. I want to know more about this antlered because robot because he
2: doesn't have antlers when you first meet him. He's antlerless.
1: He's just a robot. I find the dark. I think I we're focusing
0: a little most, bit too much on the antlers. I
1: find antlers the most intriguing of the head uh,
0: ornamentation. The
1: head yeah, you know, horns. That's so. That's so twentieth century. Antlers is the way forward.
0: So
2: the the next bit of this, you have um, not a back to tank, no. You have a a healing tank that this guy is in. Um, yeah,
1: because this this movie he's takes, getting Simonized. This is a fucking car wax coating.
0: It takes zero inspiration from Star Wars. There's no similar imagery, iconography, or weapons so whatsoever. The
2: other thing is um, the more I guess the the it's half Star Wars. It's half Warhammer Forty K. I don't know enough about Warhammer to speak on a lot of that, but apparently there is heavy inspiration.
0: Are there factions?
2: Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's see,
1: probably as giant armor boys or demons. So, that's probably
0: as deep as it runs.
2: So the the well no no because the uh, the Warhammer forty k thing is the like Space Marines serve this like God Emperor, um and there's like a home world. Where that exists, and then their their reach expands to any universe or world, and then they um, they like control those worlds with like this kind of almost religious zealosity. Um, whereas these are very much literal space Nazis in Rebel Moon, um, who are very authoritarian and are obviously the bad guys with no redeeming qualities. Um, mm-hmm. That is, it's very it is. From people who know Warhammer, it's very Warhammer. Uh, So it's feel like a lot
0: of that's Starhammer sci-fi tropes, hammer wars.
2: Yeah, but he didn't have to be so heavy-handed about it. However, no, (laughs) I will say if Warhammer Forty K comes out with a movie, they should probably take some beats, some notes from this on like uh, costume design and uh, weapon design uh, because they did some things right with that. Uh,
0: I I think that people who do Warhammer stuff would be just fine with their original ideas for costuming
2: well I mean there's costuming but then there's like there's just the visual effects of a lot of the stuff like that is one of the redeeming qualities of of Rebel Moon was um, some of the visual effects of the weapons and um, the technology that they use maybe not the the spaceships so those I think are a little bit different but Mm -hmm. Uh, they'll have to just copy whatever they use in the game. Uh, it's pretty pretty laid out there for them in terms of design. They don't have to try too hard. Um,
1: yeah. But yeah, So
2: the rest of this trailer kind of looks like the first one. It is just a teaser. <laughs> um,
0: it's a two-minute teaser.
2: <laughs> it's just kind of yeah. like showing you just spaceships coming down Landing the, on shit. I love the ship. I
1: love our our uh nineteenth century Irish farmers getting laser pistols.
2: <laughs> so yeah, and I'll I'll just I'll this maybe I'll enlighten you a little bit when I go over the Rebel Moon part one, it'll make a lot more sense. Um so uh, this is where I'll kinda of, cause that's the only trailer we have is this one. So I guess I'll just um jump right into the uh mini review of Rebel yeah. Motion. So, sure. uh, the basic We're gist of it, loose. and I guess the um, the plot is very heavily inspired from Seven Samurai. I haven't seen it, but I kind of know the what the the gist of it is. Um, a group of uh like farmers are on this random fucking moon, and uh mm-hmm. one day the empire comes and is like, "Hey guys, <laughs> give us your shit," and then they kind of like beat them down and take all their stuff and they're like, "Hey, we can't eat off of like that much grain." And they say, "I don't care, you know. Just give it to us." Mm-hmm. Um so they get upset. And one of the people there is a uh is a ex I don't know, imperial officer.
1: They they're a person who can do the fighting yeah. stuff.
2: They are Mary Sue out the wazoo. And at first
0: you don't know right yeah yeah i've heard i've not seen rebel moon but on like seven different random subreddits that i've had posts recommended to me there have been like several threads discussing how poorly designed and written she is as a character
2: (laughs) she is it is so dumb um you don't know. You okay, so you know like <laughs> she came here. She came to this moon like not too long ago. Like she whatever happened to her, she escaped some trouble and is taking refuge in this little farmland. And is happy. She has like a little fuck buddy and a possible love interest and like a a dad figure. Um
0: a dad. Yeah, or a grandpa.
2: He's more like a grandpa figure. It was like...
1: Surely nothing he's bad like, will happen to that like guy. He's like
2: Grandpa Goku. He's like, when I found you from that crashed ship, like, <laughs> I took you in and healed you. It's literally kind of like Goku. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then, she fucking, like, 1v6s out of nowhere. These, like, Imperial guards or something that are, like, supposed to be, um... Uh, like, uh like babysitting this planet um and she just 1v6s them because they're about to rape this farmhand, and like literally it's very it's actually kind of like, like yeah get...
0: i heard there was like a scene where like is that the scene so i i read that there was a scene where she just basically lets someone get assaulted by like 12 people before she decides to intervene.
2: She like hears it happening and she, her whole like idea is I'm going to lay low. They can't know I'm here. If they know I'm here, they're going to like come back and try to find me and possibly destroy the
1: village. Come back. and grid So
2: numbers. she is listening to her get assaulted and then basically carry her away. And you hear these kind of like pretty, pretty terrifying screams of this girl. Who's like thinking she's about to get gang raped by a lot of these like guards and the one guy who has authority, who's like...
0: Rebel Moon, a family picture.
2: Exactly. <laughs> PG-13, right? Thanks, Zach. Um, the one guy who's like the leader, is who could have been like, hey, guys, let's not like act like animals, is like, hey, stop. You all can go after me. Oh! Uh, what? Sorry, Zach. What? Is this a fantasy? <laughs> okay, so... That is stopped short. She just gets like a beat up a little bit um, before Cora comes in. Is that her name? Is Cora? I think yeah. Um,
0: yeah. The
1: Legend of Cora. Uh,
2: Cora comes in and is it's like
0: only slightly worsely written, yeah. from what I understand.
2: She comes in and like w- literally one v sixes, like like one v eight maybe. All these guys because they just gawk at her as she's like blasting holes through people. And this is where the slow mo comes in.
0: Just like sucker punch. Yeah,
2: so she starts (laughs) another wonderful Zack Snyder film. Slow mo kicking ass, Um, and the one thing you uh, immediately notice is that, like, I don't need gore or blood to be like a good movie, but I can definitely tell when you cut around it to Mm -hmm. have it not be there. And this, yeah, it's weird
0: because I. A similar thing i just watched taxi driver for the first time last night and oh, yeah. in order to not get an x rating because of the the climax they had to like desaturate all the scenes where there was a lot of blood and it's like kind of jarring to see the movie go from like being in color to being almost a black yeah. and white yeah.
2: <laughs> and you like you kind of like expect one thing and then when you're when your expectations are, when your expectations are subverted like that, not in a good way, uh, not like good movies do, uh, it it's <laughs> jarring and it kind of takes you out of the movie. So when you see somebody um, like get a hole blasted through their head, and then there's just no blood, and like people are their arms are breaking, but they're just going ah. <laughs> breadstick people or a knife is going into a jugular just and coming out clean you know
0: it's
2: (laughs) whatever it's just minor things like that um so yeah there's a lot of a lot of that throughout the movie um and Cora just is a fucking menace she's goaded out the wazoo and you shortly after learn that she was like a an officer um and stuff so
1: not to get too much just a, into Just an officer? Well. Was she not like a genetic super she, soldier or anything? She was
2: pretty high up. Um, and she is, she, her like family lineage has something maybe to do with her. Um, she doesn't have any powers A dynastic that we...
1: destiny? Huh? A dynastic destiny and family that may come into play later? Yeah, maybe. No. You know?
2: The one thing I will say is that... Um, uh, uh unlike Star Wars where you could argue that Vader was trying to kill his kids, um, this one definitely makes a point to tell to tell the main villain, hey, don't kill my kid. She's my kid and I need to bring my kid back so I can crucify her and kill her myself. Um, so uh, okay. Sure. Just
1: needlessly angry I'm, space society. I mean, you were
2: certainly trying to kill her a lot before that. But, uh, uh so, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll get to the meat and potatoes of the movie. The majority of the movie is, um, them fleeing this planet and jumping around to different areas, um, that are cool set pieces. Cool set pieces. Right. Um, to pick up the rest of the crew. And it is as heavy handed. As the Rick and Morty episode where they're trying to do a heist if you know that episode just watch oh, the bit where Rick goes and like picks up all the different recruits
1: teammates. a team
2: yeah where he recruits the team oh it's bad it's they literally go to a planet they uh they find somebody who's been like who's paying off his debts by like indentured servitude and is like hey we want to we want him to come with us because he's a, a a prince warrior guy who's strong.
0: One prince. And prince. <laughs>
2: the guy who's like owning the ranch is like, well, you know, I got thirteen clam- 13,000 clams on him, so he's still got to pay off my debts. But I'm a gambling man. If you can do a task for me in 30 seconds, If you I'll can win this
0: pod me. race, I'll set him free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So
2: uh, that happens. Yeah. Um, and then they move on to the next person. Uh, and then the next person is this, uh, the, the head leader who's a, a skilled fighter for this group of people. And she's trying to help them rescue children from spider people. And, uh, and she's got the laser swords.
1: Which she doesn't. Oh, is she the one with the two laser swords she in the trailer? She
2: doesn't use it at first. And she's got a weird fucking hat. But she's a really good fighter. Um,. And then she says, hey, all right, writers. I'll join you. Think of a different,
1: yeah. Hey, fantasy writers, think of a different weapon. Just just come up with a different one. That sounds cool. I'll join you, the Empire. I don't think
0: we need to uh, lump every fantasy writer into the boat. I mean, Zack Snyder just isn't that creative a guy. <laughs> and they literally go to, they, they
2: like, she turns to, uh, they even go as far as, we need to get a ship off this planet. Oh, I think I know where I can find one. And then they go to a bar, a bar, a cantina per se. Um and a
0: were there a lot of questionable characters in this cantina? There were a lot of
2: questionable characters, <laughs> a couple different aliens, if you will. Uh they even get into Some a type. a little bit of a scuffle in the bar oh, too. Does
0: the, someone lose an arm to the laser sword <laughs> <laughs> actually? <yeah. laughs>
2: I, there might might have been. <laughs> There might have been a decapitated, but I know for one thing, there's a, there's a shady individual who comes up and says, oh, I got a, I got a ship for you. I look a little bit gruff,
1: scruffy, even a
2: scruffy, uh, rapscally, (laughs) a street urchin, a space urchin comes up and is like, I got the fastest ship in the galaxy with Come take a ride. They with can me.
0: do the Kessel Run in one point <laughs> eight parsecs.
2: So they go off with this fucking guy, um, and then they're like, "Who else can you think of?" Before we we get to the place where that we're trying to get to, who we can pick up along the way. Oh, I got an idea. So the entire time they're trying to go out and um find these rebels, um, and then uh they, <laughs> it's just. I, I'm fucking saying the entire movie, but it's it's almost almost comical to not like just give away all the plot points because it's so like there yeah. it's just on the table. You just say, "Here's our movie. movie, take it or leave it." Says, you want to go find the great General Titus? Here, go to this planet and find him. He doesn't want to be found though. Oh, you found him, <laughs> and now he's on your team. It's a that was suspiciously easy. (laughs) It's a fucking video game with like objectives and tasks to like accomplish, and there's no like nuance or thought put into anything. It's just like here's our team, here's the cool characters that we have in mind, and it is it is a fucking turn off your brain. Watch this fancy visuals.
0: I find it it's really Netflix movie. It's really funny to me um, that. I I just I don't understand the cult following around Zack Snyder because pretty much every movie he's made that's any good, he didn't write. <laughs> did,
2: yeah, did he write this one? Let's see.
0: I'm fairly certain he did.
2: I was gonna say, because I don't, I but thought he did, he did write this, and he I did I don't not think it's, yeah, Zack Snyder's writing it.
1: Oh, did I mean, he he, though.
0: he might have had a well. Three hundred was based on a graphic novel, as was Watchmen.
1: No, he did it personally. He went. <laughs> <laughs> he was there. In the So fictional he retelling. might have
0: he might have gotten a writing credit for the screenplay, but he didn't like come up with the original idea. Yeah, like just he also the had the two
2: co-writers. co-writers. Like these guys are all. Space Nazis and there's like religious priests with like double crosses on them, like, like yeah, that's a cross, dude. Just, (laughs) yeah. Ah, man, I don't know. Just some of it is so, uh, like,
1: I feel like it doesn't sound like there's like a hook to any of this. Like where there's like there's not one like special thing about the premise, which I thought like. From the trailers, it, it kind of intimated that from the first trailer. Like, oh, there's at least going to be, like, something new about this type of thing. Because otherwise, it's just going to be a generic space fantasy. And we've seen a lot of those. I, it, um, it
2: honestly feels like it could be, like, a satire. You could play this movie, or, like, a, a a condensed version of this movie at, like, two times speed. And I would laugh at it because it would be so satirical and, like, almost like you're making fun of the genre.
0: Because yeah, it's today just, I learned that uh, Christopher Nolan wrote Man of Steel, or was one of the writers on Man of Steel.
2: Well, that's the other thing. The other interesting thing, actors and other directors will stick up and lay down their nutsack for Zack Snyder.
1: And probably because he's like, he probably is like a good dude.
0: I think, yeah, I think he's a nice guy. He's just not particularly...
1: No, but like the directing and gifted. stuff. Gifted.
2: Like they, they good he's r-
0: like, writing. Well, He might be easy to work with, so like a lot of great directors, and I mean that by directors that put out like critically acclaimed movies, right. are like real type A assholes because they're, they're so trying to get
1: their exact demanding and perfectionist,
0: screen. um, that they're not particularly fun to work with. Like, uh, Stanley Kubrick is probably the biggest example because he abused uh, the girl on The Shining, like, so much that she, like, had a complete yeah. mental breakdown in her life spiral all out of control. Um, Alfred Hitchcock was also famous for, like, torturing his fucking actors.
1: Did I hear that he, like, for the, to get the the lady who is, the like, the lead actress in The Birds to, like, be properly scared of birds, he, like, tied crows to her? Yeah. And would have them peck her? That's Shit like awesome, that, yeah.
0: <laughs> Zack Snyder, a I fucking, get That's this. a
1: fucking saw trap.
0: I get the sense that he, he just isn't like that. He's pretty easy to work with. So, of course, the actors whose, you know, mental well-being is generally subject to come up to,
1: through acting in Hollywood? Yeah.
0: Um, are like, yeah, Zack Snyder's a great guy. I love him. He's super talented because they want him to keep getting money to make movies that they can star in for, you know, a pleasant work experience. Yeah. And he's not, like, a, a complete hack as a director. He's just maybe one of the worst writers I've ever seen. Because, like, every movie he's made that he's written absolutely sucks. But some of the movies yeah. he's made that other people have written have been okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just keep, I'm just stuck watching, looking at this last scene of of the scar giver, which I want to say the scare giver. hmm <laughs> We're your guardian and scaregiver. Um, is so? Who is the scaregiver? I guess that's a mystery. But we have this Imperium looking man walking off of a ship with um, what looks to be Whoopi Goldberg behind him, wearing no some alien wearing the Whoopi Goldberg costume from Next Generation. <laughs> it's at about one minute uh, twenty-five or one twenty-seven there. Um. I just see that I just see that head thing and I'm like, oh oh, Oh, that's Whoopi Goldberg's character. That's the yeah, yeah,
2: those are like the like the religious priests that always follow this Nazi guy. And they they literally have a cross with two horizontal lines on it. Instead of the normal one.
1: It's like That's just the Coptic that's the Eastern Orthodox cross. Then these are Eastern (laughs) Orthodox
2: Greeks. I don't know. They're they're
1: Space Coptics?
0: In Zack Snyder's universe they...
1: Space Easter goes for three celestial cycles.
0: In in Zack Snyder's world, um the Great Schism never happened.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Grand Reunification. Byzantium <laughs> returns to the stars. You know, Which fuck, fuck, that would be that would actually be like maybe an interesting premise for a movie. Like Byzantines in space. <laughs> Byzantines in space. But no, it's just it's just Commander English from from the space uh, from the space Air Force and space and the force farm people, space. and they get their they get their smoke. Like the end of RRR was more interesting than this shit. Which we, I guess that's a bad comparison because I was about to the say RR the end of our pretty, pretty
0: sweet. <laughs> like, yeah, it's more interesting like, than a lot of, like, of shit. just think like
1: arming, arming the people scenes, and I'm like, shit, that was pretty cool. Yeah.
2: So, I, you know, I'm hoping. Here's my hopes for this movie and for this franchise that apparently is happening. Um, you know, maybe, maybe part one was a little heavy handed because there's a lot of exposition. I'm hoping they got that out of their system. <laughs> And there's a story that he's that is there. That was just too big for the first part. Because the first part is very simple, but you could see some plot threads of like intrigue. Like I didn't even mention the magical power girl. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff with like the the Empire and like the homeworld and stuff like that. And she's got a lot of backstory I think that has yet to be revealed.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, this... that I'm watching this, careful what you wish for. You might not yeah. like what's revealed.
2: <laughs> I'm saying maybe this will be better with a um, a part two or three. Um, we'll see. Yeah, um, I, I am even interested to see how different the rated R version would make it. But I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I might just see what has changed and if it's even worth a re- rewatch first. Uh, cause I don't. I've been burned by direct cuts before. BVS, yeah. but
0: let's yeah, yeah. let's that, move that's off this. We've we've zone. spilled far more breath on this than we ever should have.
2: That's my five minute review.
0: Yeah, your twenty five minute this review. Only... <laughs> you twenty. <laughs> I spent like twenty reviews. fucking minutes talking about this stupid fucking movie. That was fun. <laughs> that's what we're
1: playing into Zack Snyder's hands. His. <laughs> His, dough, his sourdough hands.
0: <laughs> All right, let's move on to the follow-up now, mercifully. Uh, in first for second and last weekend of the year, uh, <laughs> Christmas Eve weekend. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom in first, but only yep. $27.7 million. That's not a lot of money. <laughs> it's made $138 million worldwide, though, and it's also in our spotlight, so... We'll talk about that oh in the last kingdom currently sitting at six out of 10 on IMDb a pretty harsh 35% on Rotten Tomatoes and a meta score of Dremel, please 43. <laughs> um, so not, not great. Um, the six on IMDb is eight points or Eight tenths of a point lower than uh, the first Aquaman, which uh, I said was maybe one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen at the time of release. I don't know if that's still true because a lot of shit's come out since then. Yeah. But uh, we, we, as always, we need to go to the real people to get the real scoop. And the reals of the real hang out in the IMDb user review sections and they drop, uh, you know, tomes of knowledge. Like this one from A. Michael Smith. Not not Michael Smith. He's just A. Michael Smith. There are several. Just a singular Michael Smith. In a world with 17,000 Michael Smiths, he's just <laughs> A. Michael Smith. Uh, Aquaman Lost Kingdom, 10 out of 10. Great fun. Fantastic show. Double exclamation part mark. Beautiful visuals, tons of action, and lots of fun! Six exclamation marks! He meant it. Impossible not to enjoy, and not even five slow minutes. Instead, thirty slow minutes. No, that's that was my editorial. Everyone clapped at the end of the theater. I saw it. In. That's why I picked this review because it had the, and then everyone clapped in it, unironically. Uh, Momo was a blast and tons of fun, and Black Manta was a great villain. I'm not optimistic because those idiots in L.A. I'm not optimistic because of those idiots in L.A., but I hope there's another one. Exclamation mark. You have to like James Wan! Exclamation mark. He's so, so much with the He's core so cool. material and made it appealing to a wide range of people. The underwater photography is even better than the first one, and so well done. Not to mention all the shots of Atlantis and the Pirate City. You'll want to see it more than once. 13 out of 36 found that helpful. You had to Thank you, James.
2: City. All right. Siraj Simon says, One out of 10, the DCEU ends with a damp squid. <laughs> Okay, go on. (laughs) Warner Brothers lied to us. They told us a certain actress was barely in this film. They even said, look, she isn't in any of the trailers. But her and her terrible acting are still here, though. Mix that with a complete lack of chemistry between her and the lead. And you have a recipe for box office disaster. I really shouldn't be surprised Warner Brothers did this. They've shown they don't like their fans and can't make a decent film. When they do, they decide not to release it and use it as a tax (laughs) write-off. They really overdid it with the jokes and even put one of the pointless post-credits scene too. The atrocious DCEU is over. Let a new atrocious DCEU begin. 16 yeah, out of 29.
1: found that helpful. That's good. Um, we, got a, we got one from... Uh, I don't want... I, just give a shout out to this Feast Mode review. Love Feast Mode. He's, he's one of my boys. Um, he gives it a half and half. With a shout out to how he says he enjoyed the musical score, but it didn't quite reach the level of Black Adam's. I didn't. I didn't know that Black Adam had such a rich and.
0: I don't remember score anything of from Black Adam musically.
1: Yeah, um, but that one's probably probably a reasonable one. I'm instead gonna read um, Shackman Jedi's review. <laughs> Five out of ten. Worst than the Marvels. Yup. This is a lot worse than the MCU movie The Marvels. Thank God the Snyderverse is over. Shame for James Wan, because he is a really good director. But the script is terrible. Jason Momoa is overacting here. And in times, you wish him out of the movie. We saw it in 3D, and the experience is even worse. Because the image is too dark. And you're really gonna <laughs> sue for the conversion this format. Hope James Gunn can rescue this universe that we love and make it more strong on the writing choices and the cast for the best of the franchise. Don't wait for it after credit scenes. There is only one, and you guess, it sucks. Sixty one out of hundred and forty six found that helpful. Oh, so that's treasure. not the worst that's not the worst review.
0: No. Um, He said something that I wanted to comment on But I completely forgot about So I'm going to instead move on um, And read to you Arvin Janis's review Of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom Which Received a 9 out of 10 from them Save the best for last Ellipses Another worthy sequel Save the best for last, as the last movie to watch this 2023, as opposed to the next 2023, or the one that came before. With the films that DC gave us this year, all I can say is that all of them are on average 5 out of 10, or maybe even lower, and it felt like they really can't pull off good movies again until this sequel of Aquaman proves that there are still good superhero films out there. That was all one sentence. The story follows the life of Arthur Curry after being helmed as the new king of Asgard, I mean Atlantis. His life as a father is also part of the plot of his family on his side and is a direct sequel to the first Aquaman film. The plot thickens when Black Manta and Jimmy Woo, I mean Dr. Shin, found the lost city of Necros. With his plans to avenge his father and the powers of the Black Trident, the Black Manta is set to destroy Aquaman and everything he holds dear. This time, Arthur is being aided by his brother, Orm. I must say that their brotherly duo was the MVP of this film. Mira was sidelined, but everything feels good. The film has the right amount of balancing... The humor, action, drama, and overall has a good story. If you enjoyed the first film, you'll enjoy this movie. Watch it in IMAX for a better experience. The movie felt like 4 slash Loki at the same time. Black Panther. <laughs> this film is loads better than the last Thor film. So if you think superhero films are all bad these days, this film just... <laughs> this film might just restore your faith. Sadly... This is probably the last time we see Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Aquaman, the Lost Kingdom is a 9 out of 10 for me. Hashtag Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom at SM Cinema. Hashtag Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Hashtag Octoman movie. Uh, 27 out of 113. Isn't that
2: helpful? <clears throat> All right. Um, some of the best parts of these reviews are their... Um Puns. Sorry for
1: this. Okay.
2: Magadala, Magadala, Magadalawar, Mayu. Mag- yeah, that guy. Um, <laughs> said one out of ten. A dampened sequel struggling to stay afloat in familiar waters. Uh, drink every time there's a water pun.
0: Got my water right here to drink.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good shit. Uh, The highly anticipated sequel to the aquatic superhero saga, saga, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, emerges from the depths with ambitious... Ambitions of taking audiences on a deeper and weirder journey, yet beneath the surface, the film reveals itself to be tethered to familiar narrative anchors, wheeling out old tropes that border on the contemptible. One of the most glaring missteps of The Lost Kingdom is its treatment of antagonists, This film seems waterlogged with adversaries who lack the depth and complexity needed to elevate the overarching narrative. In contrast to its predecessors' visually stunning underwater landscapes, this sequel disappointingly fails to make waves with its visuals, leaving audiences with a sense of underwhelm. The original Aquaman film managed to strike a delicate balance marrying seriousness with elements of fantasy seamlessly. However, The Lost Kingdom takes a daring detour into cartoonish territory marking a departure from the established tone. This shift in approach may prove divisive alienating those who were drawn to the first film's ability to blend epic fantasy elements with grounded narrative. As the sequel relentlessly pursues spectacle, it becomes apparent that the quest for visual grandiosity takes precedence over a compelling and innovative storyline. The financial imperative to outdo its predecessor in terms of visual extravagance appears to compromise the significance of delivering a fresh and emerging or engaging narrative. In this pursuit of grandeur, Aquaman The Lost Kingdom loses sight of the elements that made the film a success, a captivating story set against the backdrop of visually stunning underwater world. Struggling to stay afloat in a sea of expectations, this sequel seems to grapple with the challenge of recapturing the magic that distinguished Aquaman in the superhero genre as it navigates through familiar waters. The Lost Kingdom finds itself at odds with its own ambitions, leaving audiences with sinking feeling that the sequel falls short of the cinematic depths explored by its predecessor. 22 out of 41 found that helpful. Damn, I had it. thirteen oh. there,
0: but I think uh, one of them was just the word "underwater." So <laughs> let's say yeah. twelve. It's
2: oh. pretty pretty solid. Thank you. Uh,
1: finally, finally, what have we all been waiting for? H. Uh, Chucky eighty three's five out of ten review um, didn't feel like a James Wan movie, ruined by DC. I have to say that I had high hopes for this movie, since it's the same director, James Wan, who did a great job in the first Aquaman movie. But in my opinion, I think few technical things made this movie terrible. The movie felt felt it was handed from a director to another. It was so obvious the movie ran into so many reshoots and rewriting. The scenes where they tried so much to shadow Amber, because we all know why, were terribly edited. There are a couple of scenes with slow motion that look like a scene from the 80s. That's not James Wan style. Those were also terribly edited. Overall, the movie felt so rushed and so inconsistent. One last thing is that I think this movie was first 2 hours 30 minutes, but DC wanted it to be 2 hours. So again, DC single-handedly ruined all their movies. Overall, if those technicalities were addressed we would have seen an above-average movie regardless of the weak writing. In the positive side, a few fighting-slash-chasing scenes looked awesome. Definitely were James Wan-style. P.S. I have a feeling that we will hear an explanation from James Wan in the near future. That's not a movie he would approve of. 8 out of 12. Thus, the DCEU, I guess, is over
0: yeah DC I mean we are not we've said that a couple times now, but I think this time it's actually for real for real yeah. um yeah we'll see what James Gunn can do with the the show here i I worry that the damage I think might be irreparable at this point to the brand because they've just had so many misses in a row that mm-hmm it's going to take them a while to kind of rebuild uh the faith the audience has in them and that's if they make a bunch of good movies which is not a certain guarantee and these are all losing money and Warner Bro- Warner Brothers Discovery doesn't necessarily have a ton of money uh we'll see if that mm-hmm. Paramount merger goes through or not um That might change things, but that would also be bad because that'd be the second consolidation of major studios uh, after Disney bought Fox, which is not great. (laughs) No, that should worry you if we go from five major studios down to three in the span of like 10 years. (laughs) Well, when every movie
1: is has to be a gigantic production it's make every movie becomes make or break
0: yep and you're they don't take risks that's why the mcu is like also cookie cutter it's because they can't afford to take a creative risk on it Mm -hmm. um just too much money in
1: the cinematic equivalent of an index fund um yeah but we'll see how some of these make or break movies have fared Because we're continuing our follow up here. Have
0: made or or been broken. Wonka in second, down 53.7% week on week. Pretty hefty drop there, but it's not good. It did very well overseas. Uh, So uh, between its good opening weekend domestically and uh, its overseas, it's managed to rake in 288 million worldwide, which is a respectable number. Uh, Let's see what the. Budget on that is Wonka budget, 125 million dollars. So if we use the standard two and a half x production budget to estimate all in costs, that leaves you with 312 million as the break even. It'll probably get there.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, it got yeah it got a
0: and then home video sales yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be uh, sh- yeah, like a, a money six maker. Yeah, it's I've everything I've heard from people who've actually seen it is like it's not bad. It just doesn't need to exist. Yeah. Um Migration, long awaited animated movie. Um finally opening in third. Uh twelve point four million dollars. Uh, Universal taking it on the chin a little bit there. Um so far it's managed to rake in 59 million dollars across the globe off is, of go. Ahead. This is
1: what 3 years of of trailers does to you. This is what yeah. it gets you. When do we start seeing trailers for this fucking movie?
0: I feel like it was over a year ago.
1: Cuz it like I feel like it dropped we we saw the trailer and it was like a trailer and then it dropped off the earth and then it came back. And just started the whole cycle from the beginning
0: Yeah um, So Migration had a budget Of 72 million dollars So it needs to make about 180 to break even Don't think of getting there
1: <laughs> No sh- oh. 1.8 Oh my
0: god Yeah
1: <laughs> Woo
0: Uh Yeah <laughs> That's yeah. not great <laughs> It um
1: sucks, boys
0: anyone but you opened in fourth uh with a even six million dollars uh that's the uh Ramcom, I guess yeah um
2: yeah, that's the like Sydney sweetie like very
1: let's
0: gratuitous pretend that weren't in- yeah, yeah it's it's ex'es that are at a wedding and they're going to pretend to like each other to make someone jealous, um, and then they uh, probably fall in love again. Cause it's that's a very how corny
2: that... rom-com.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Salar, uh, which I'm going to guess is a Bollywood movie.
2: <laughs> a gang leader tries to keep a promise made to his dying friend and take on the other criminal gangs. <clears throat>
0: I mean, in 802 theaters, it brought in $5.4 million. So, uh, good on it. $8 million yeah. worldwide gross for Solar. The Iron Claw, a movie I need to get out and see this weekend, um, opened in six with $4.8 million in just 2,700 theaters. Um, $11 million, all domestic, for the Von Erich biopic. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not a movie a that day. is going to make a ton of money, because uh, it's a niche studio putting out a niche uh, interest product. It's,
1: a, it's a, so you're saying it's it's a good workman, good work rate uh, yes. type of movie. they will bring in a reason. A it's it's a hell of,
0: of a hand, but not someone you're going to strap a rocket to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, fifteen point nine million uh production budget so it it's gonna need about 40 million to break even um if it goes into wider release i could see that happening and i can also see it having a pretty strong life uh in digital on demand um and streaming rights Mm -hmm. uh the hunger games the Ballad of songbirds and snacks drops five spots uh, from second all the way down to seventh. Uh, To be fair, five m- new movies opened this week. Mm-hmm. So, and it's sixth a week. Just,
1: it's a not-so-subtle cycling of the entire box office.
0: Yeah. Um. So that drops down quite a bit. It made $315 million worldwide. Got to figure that uh, Lionsgate's pretty happy with that. The Boy mm-hmm. in the Huron also droughts five spots. So not really, uh, hanging in there. Like some of the more recent Ghibli films, uh, have, um, yeah, although I don't know how much money did Ponyo make, but that was in 2009. So the inflation's going to be, I don't, yeah. I don't have the desire to calc that out. Um, but it made $2.789 million down 50% week on week in just 1,800 theaters. It's made $125 million worldwide. Gotta figure it's in the black at this point.
1: Yeah. With with such a big production. Yeah. Miyazaki. Give it up, kid. Um, Gojira. Yeah. yeah. Um, 2.6 million this week for a global take of 78 million. Yeah, it's all just gravy at this point.
0: Oh yeah, um, like...
1: What a good, what a great play from, from, uh, Toho.
0: Yeah. Like, honestly, I'm, uh, I don't know why they decided to release this one into Western theaters, but I'm glad they did.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like even, even the domestic gross was enough to cover everything.
0: Yeah. It had a budget of less than $15 million. Like <laughs> this was an insanely profitable movie for Toho
1: this and it should be a lesson to the giant studios of this is this is how you stay afloat
0: like you can make you don't if you don't you can you can take creative risks if you don't spend a ton of money on the movie and not every movie has to have a bunch of vfx shots in it like we made movies for decades before computers were you know small enough to fit inside of a room that wasn't (laughs) Specifically yeah. made for them,
1: but then you can't build in hundreds, tens of millions of accoutrements and and benefits into your movie. And
0: yeah, I know it. it takes it takes uh it takes vision and talent to make a movie that succeeds on writing and characters it's like you're
1: from ten thousand feet. And by that I mean I'm taking a helicopter ride today.
0: <laughs> and rounding up the top ten. Uh, widening, widening its release. Uh, Searchlight Pictures, Poor Things, up 65.3% this week, bringing its total to $2.18 million. Still about $8 million uh, domestically. It's widest release, only 800 theaters, though. Um, which I never. Yeah, it's an awards kind of uh, Delia Bob. I'm not. I don't know that it's something I'd go out to the theater to see, but when it when it's available at home I might watch it. Yeah. It's just kind of a strange
1: It's one of those quirky movies. Yeah. Like, it's uh, it's a, Fish a named Wanda yeah. or
0: It's a quirky kind of uh different take on the Frankenstein Yeah. uh story which has interesting potential. Um and it's got a pretty good cast. I just I'm not sure how much I'm gonna like it, and I don't know that I want to go out to the theater and sit through a movie that I might not show sure. and also I don't even know if I can go out to the th- yep there's one there's two theaters showing this movie near me um three show times yeah. each
1: and it's gonna be I know it's gonna be in like the back theater, and it's actually <laughs> gonna be one of those like
2: it's gonna be cold. Yeah. So actually doesn't get
1: cold. I actually like those ones because like I could just usually I can just like hang out and maybe there'll be like one other person in that theater
2: that's the one I I saw Napoleon in there and uh they had like the, the heat off and like the outside world was on the other side of the
1: wall yeah
0: we freezing. went to see Napoleon on like a Tuesday and the theater was surprisingly full
1: yeah yeah we I think we were just because we caught a lot. We caught like the perfect time for, um, for the boomer crowd, the the history buff crowd to, come in, or the people who would watch historical movies, um, yeah. Which we'll 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 see that that, that might be important later. Nope. Um, I will on as I do as I now have as a tradition. Uh, <laughs> here's the here's who got kicked out this week um we lost trolls band together dropping six slots they just said we're done we're we got our money no, we're pulling out troll. they
0: pulled it out of half the theaters yeah
1: wish Disney's 100th anniversary celebration oh my God. uh that people are like concerned was maybe made by AI <laughs> coming leaving dropping and dropping six spots itself coming away with what's our total here? little
0: less than 150 million um overall off of a budget of 200 million dollars so it didn't even make back its production budget
1: <laughs> yeah um whoops sorry Disney um we also lost Napoleon the Beyonce uh and the Beyonce Renaissance Renaissance
0: Renaissance uh, tour film um those
1: are our those are our kickouts this year
0: Alright so that's uh, That's that uh, Join us next week Where we review The last weekend Of 2023's Box office um, Now that the year's Almost over I think we can Reflect and say That this has Probably been One of the worst Years for Movies At least in terms Of box office That Yes I can remember Doing there. During the time We're doing the show Obviously COVID <laughs> Times were were Worse Overall mm-hmm. But with the percentage yeah. of theaters that are open now versus back then, I think it's worse. The
1: highs <laughs> were higher.
0: Bless you, Jake. Jesus. Sorry. It's, um.
2: It's a weird. It's a weird year though, cause
1: um. The highs and, were very high.
2: Yeah, it had high highs and the rest and low
0: lows. Like, so like the quality of movies, there was a good quality of movie, yeah. but like I think Barbie might have been the only movie to make a billion or barbie and super mario i think were the only two movies to make a billion dollars yeah. this year whereas prior to covid you had multiple movies making a billion dollars uh, each year like usually three or four mm-hmm. um, well
2: you and on top of the barbie you had, i mean barbenheimer in general was um right was a was a you know broke records i think and then they cut out at the same time and and oppenheimer made Was only fifty million away from a billion. Uh, How much did Ares make?
0: Uh, like three hundred million, something like that. that.
2: Okay. Not yeah, not like a not anywhere close to a billion.
1: Two
0: fifty. Yeah, but like, just not as much. Uh.
1: Other than a big big shots to the arm, it was a seemingly anemic box office this year.
0: Yeah, and yet a lot of high profile flops. Uh, mostly from Disney, who had been dominating the box office for such a long time, uh, mm-hmm. it seemed to them that they were going to be on top forever. But turns out, uh, you cooked your golden goose a little bit <laughs> in 2019, yep. and nothing lasts forever. The
1: burnout and layoffs are real. Yeah, and they're they're coming home to roost.
0: Yep. So that's that's that. Um, let's move now to. Uh, no gaming news this week, actually. We're going straight into awards, baby. Uh, it's your yeah. 2023 Saturn stud lease. Stud lease. We've been doing this for a while now. Um, and it's time to get into the rewards. If I remember, I will, uh, I'll put timestamp markers in for the different categories. But there's a good chance that I will forget. So... <laughs> <laughs> you may just have to scruff through normally um all right let's let's get started um a little bit of change in format this year um not not really too much we've just expanded the honorable mention uh not the honorable mention the pleasant surprise category to include both movies and games yeah. um so like one of each whereas previously it was one or the other oh, okay. um so. Just a small change, but everything else is pretty much as you remember. And we'll start. We'll start with uh, What well, we usually start with, and that's Best Picture. Um, I had a die here to roll, but I'll just chief oh, this because I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh that's roll, true. You your do have die, a die. Peter. Roll, roll have, your die. I Peter. have my
1: cool die. I've been fidgeting with all. Although
0: I have a feeling that this is going to be a clean sweep.
1: Yeah, um, probably. We'll see. I got a three. I don't we didn't I didn't
0: give anyone a you didn't give anyone a number. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I'm one to two, Kurt's uh three
1: to four. I'll be five to six. Five, okay. Six. Well no I no, Kurt's Kurt's the top end, so he should be five to six, Jake you're one to two, and I'm three to four. That's our, I'm, I'm those just are going... our movie reviewer ratings. Okay. I'm just going
2: base off my
1: <laughs>
0: I've <laughs> seen a lot of movies.
1: Well, yes. it's a one. So Jake, I'm calling you you're starting us off.
2: Woo! Um, okay, so f- best favorite sla- favorite slash best movie, um, based off uh, like no, you know, critical like you know, because I know Killers of Flower Moon could be Oscar bait and stuff like that. Um, I'm gonna go with just Godzilla minus one.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Uh, I yeah, I I don't hate it. There there were actually I feel like I saw a handful of good movies because I know. Like, there's a couple other ones that I'm thinking I know what you guys are going to pick. But, yeah, I, I thought Godzilla minus one I think I think my pick's was pretty obvious. what I had the most fun with. Um, it was... Not only did it scratch that, like, giant monster itch that I had, but it was a return to form for, like, old Godzilla. The score was amazing. You could pick it apart and really dive into some of the, like, um, the the metaphors and the analogies for like post World War II Japan. <laughs> um I thought the acting was pretty decent for, you know, who they had. There was there was no like De Niro or DiCaprio stuff like that, but Well,
0: you know, like, I don't know, maybe one of these guys is like the Japanese De Niro or DiCaprio. <laughs> I wanna see a De Niro Godzilla
1: movie.
2: I yeah, I'm curious. I, I don't know, yeah. I mean if if I'm if I'm mistaken and one of these guys is like the, the leading people in Japan, then I apologize, but um, it seemed like it had like a, a I would say a budget cast. It wasn't a bad cast, but it wasn't... I don't think it was top dollar, you know. It doesn't need to be, though. Um, and I think uh, I think they did a really good job with the direction of it. Um, and these are very solid actors. Uh, so I think this... Godzilla Minus One had a lot of legs in a world that is... Or in a year that is like very heavily... Uh, Godzilla focused with the new movie coming out, everybody's talking about it, you know. Yeah, for Monarch some this past. This, yeah. Monarch came out, and that's actually doing pretty well. I feel like, um, I'm enjoying it at least. Uh, yeah, I think, um, I think Godzilla minus one, it takes my top pick. Top
0: that's interesting. Right. I really thought that this was, I'm, I'm deciding that I'm going next. <laughs> I really thought that this was going to be kind of a clean sweep. Um, and I, I wonder if people just kind of forgot that this came out this year, but my best picture is uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just every every frame of that movie is a fucking painting. It's a goddamn work of art. Mm -hmm. Um, The characters and writing are just as strong as they were in the first one. Um, it's a movie that's like two and a half hours long, and people were ready to sit for like another two and a half hours to get the climax of that movie. They were like devastated when the credits rolled. <laughs> like people were like, "What?" Like about to cry.
1: <laughs> it 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 really did feel like it continued the the rocket uh, the craterous landing of of Spider Verse One. Um, with a, a, just a, with a huge stylistic blast and a plot that, that really, I think stuck with people. Like, you know, I think it's a mark that how, of how movie, uh, how movie this good is, um, (laughs) no, how good this movie is that it like, it stayed in the, in the zeitgeist, it stayed in the pop culture. Like it made canon event a term. Yeah. Um, that's being thrown around now, you know? And it's the the characters are immediately like they're locked in um, to the fan anyone who watches. Like yeah, they do. Stuck s- in your brain
0: now. Like Spider Punk is now a mainstream character. Uh, the Indian Spider Man is just mm-hmm. like these these they small the characters look
1: menacing. Yeah, which is a really strong take. It's a really it's a tough move to do. especially
0: when they started off with him so goofy like they they really nailed that transition from him just being like a a comedy bumbling villain of the week to like being a legitimately terrifying threat
1: (laughs) yeah
2: spider punk is actually really interesting there's a lot of like behind the scenes stuff that general audience won't even really pick up on the way they did his framing um Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yes, these, I've uh, listened to
0: the director's commentary already
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Okay, yeah Yeah, I mean that that's really smart Like a rebellious character Even takes his rebellious nature To the way that he's um, He's like, drawn animated yeah. And changes up different uh, I don't know what you call that um, However many cells he has Or frames he has per He
0: second. frames so, usually Yeah, um,
2: yeah, whatever that is Like It's usually four or something like that and sometimes he did it at three. Sometimes he was at five. So it was very. Anarchal. Yeah. I thought about Spider-Man. And don't get me wrong. Amazing movie. Definitely deserves to be there. I could be wrong with Godzilla Minus 1.
0: I want to um, get. Gi- I also want to give. I'm some, some, like, uh, some variety. An extremely honorable mention. Like for me, this was really a coin flip. And like this speaks a lot to how good this movie was. Uh, because like it just it was so close to me um i want to shout out oppenheimer cuz like
1: i think that deserves one on
0: in in, yeah. a, in a another world uh, as in like if you ask me in 3 days that could be my answer <laughs> but like um that was a tour de force and probably one of the best biopics i've ever seen
2: yeah yeah definitely honorable mention to oppenheimer because you have you have a 3 plus hour movie and we just spent all last week ragging on a movie that's way too fucking long. You <laughs> had a three-hour movie that's rated R, that people are willing to sit through seemingly multiple times, that utilized very little uh, visual effects or like CG or whatever it is. Yeah, it's um, a throwback
0: a. to to the old ways of movie making, and it shows that it still works. It's a movie that it, its foundation is built on. Uh, actors and dialogue and compelling performances, yeah. and it uses pl- practical effects um, instead of being a CGI uh, mess of a, of a movie. And like, I'm I'm glad it did as well as it did because it just means Chris Nolan's gonna be able to keep doing whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. and I'm excited to see what he does next.
2: Because and like, you have this this amazing movie that made so much money, rated right R. Our on top of that it was written very well it was not that expensive to make when you compare it to like the marvel movies that are churned out every other day and yeah you have a nice profit on your hand and it shows you that people will go see a, movie a good that movie is written well that is done well that has a clear focus clear drive and i think you have far too many movies out there that are reshot rewritten to death Overproduced, and you know, every movie is two hundred fifty million dollars to make, so people won't mm-hmm. see that.
1: I think so we're. Then, I think we really are seeing the the down like the downslope slope of all that. Yeah. Um,
0: God, I hope so. Little...
1: <laughs> I think we're all ready to go. Yeah, we're all ready to walk away from that. Um, which I guess, speaking of down slopes, we'll talk about our our. Um, Least favorite or or most disappointing movie of the year?
0: There was a lot to choose from here. Um,
1: there's yeah, there's a there's a few letdowns there.
0: Um, I guess we'll start with you, Peter.
1: Peter. Oh yeah, I'll start off. <laughs> I'm actually gonna put um, this one was interesting for me, but I'm actually gonna put Napoleon.
0: Okay, um, I thought about that. One.
1: Yeah, it's I I'm it it, it was. It, Beat out a couple of the other ones a little bit, just because, like, it was build as such a huge production. Everyone was so hyped for it. There was so much, like, press momentum behind it, and it seems like the kind of movie that, you know, that's supposed to appeal to everybody in America. Yeah, so like, it's oh, Ridley hey, Scott big...
0: and Joaquin Phoenix together again. You remember Gladiator. You liked that one, right?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, and it's a big, it's about like the most talked about, one of the most talked about historical figures in Western culture. So you have to go big with it. Um, and this, you know, it's the kind of movie that would, if it pulled it off would be yeah. like, it would stick in people's brains for And also, and like, this is our, this is my depiction, conception of Napoleon going forward for the next 50 years. Like that's kind of what this movie was purporting and trying to be. But in the end, it just—it was still too small. It did not capture the scope or the tone of of his life. Um, It seemed like it came in with an agenda, and it came in with um, the director's biases on—you know—you could tell it on his sleeve. Yeah. um, And told a very like crooked story, I guess. Not not in like the evil crooked way, but just like off kilter.
0: Yeah, they took a weird uh, bend with it, kind of framing the whole thing around his relationship with Josephine and then not really making that relationship seem believable. Um, Yeah, to your point, it definitely felt like uh, Ridley Scott not a big fan of Napoleon and wanted to dunk on the guy. And it's a pretty novel thing too. Like, you know, there, if there have been movies, I'm sure there have been French movies made about Napoleon, but this is like Mm -hmm. the first like mainstream, like big box office biopic for Napoleon.
1: Right. Whereas by contrast, something like, I feel like the last time we had a biopic on this scale was like Lincoln and that one was very well received
0: or oppenheimer <laughs> yeah or oppenheimer yes earlier this
1: year that's that's very true i you blanked it out of me you canceled
0: it out of my mind
1: but um yeah like oppenheimer where
0: <laughs> it really that shows one... you see that's a that's actually a really apt comparison because that was also an interesting choice for, for how to frame the movie up they framed it around oppenheimer's trial of being a communist which is was a, a very bold decision, but the movie was structured in such a way that that paid off <laughs> and worked
1: yeah and it seemed much more close to his life it I, I guess I it's also he's also less of a prominent figure in America in every, in the viewing audience's minds than someone like Napoleon or Lincoln where when you're learning like you feel like you're genuinely learning a story you're like okay, I don't I know him as the guy who who helped build the bomb, and he said the thingy. Um, yeah, but I don't know what his his life was like, and that's kind of what you want out of a biopic.
0: Yeah, that's and I think that's really kind of
1: got out Napoleon.
0: And the same could be said for Napoleon. I mean, you might have just made that point, and I didn't quite hear it that way. But like, you know, Napoleon, I'm familiar with his accomplishments, but I'm not as familiar with the man. And I think they had an opportunity to explore that and just didn't take it.
1: Yeah exactly so that's my my that's my biggest disappointment this
0: year all right jake yeah, what I'm about uh, you
2: so I'm, I'm scrolling through just some of the i have mine i'm just i'm just seeing what i missed to see if there's anything. Give
0: else. a honorable mention to the entire superhero genre yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honestly big, big l's
2: because the the ones that stand out the most to me were quantumania flash aquaman we didn't see aquaman but we just spent a uh, few minutes ragging on it, uh, Shazam theory <laughs> of gods, Did Black Adam come
0: I out forgot this year, too? that that ca- no Black Adam was last year. Um, oh, Black Adam was last year, okay. like at the so tail Shazam end of Fear last year. Of gods? Yeah, I forgot that that movie came out this yeah. year. I was like, damn, that came out this year.
2: <laughs> yeah, not great, not great. Um, the only one that kind of wins out is Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, it's like passable, uh, but my
1: and the uh, aforementioned spitterverse my
2: most i would say and i want to clarify disappointing yeah that's the thing i don't think this is the worst uh because i think those easily could contend for the worst my most disappointing was probably uh rebel moon um we we just started talking about it talked at length (laughs) we talked at length about it so you can definitely see why um i'm disappointed in it and i hope maybe there's redeeming qualities to it but i gotta say a lot of it fell short for me uh, story-wise, uh, visual effects and like set pieces maybe could be repurposed and used up later, make mm-hmm. it better. But yeah, I think it was a a swing and a hard miss for Netflix.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the same length wavelength as Jake here, where I'm not necessarily picking a movie that I thought was the worst movie I saw this year, because this wasn't the worst movie I saw this year, and it's no, another. We saw some yeah garbage some real garbage and uh it's also a sci-fi movie that had a premise that had a lot of potential but just squandered it terribly and so my most disappointing picture is the creator um when those trailers came out i was super intrigued by it i thought the the world that they showed in the trailer looked very interesting i thought there was a lot of potential to mine with the you know ai nexus as a like actual person and mm-hmm. you could explore a lot of interesting moral quandaries about artificial intelligence as we're entering an age where those questions are going to have to be answered sooner rather than later but what you got was just a very boilerplate uh, action sci-fi film that didn't really do a whole lot didn't seem like it had a lot to say and just fell really flat
1: it had a It was, I feel like it could, it felt its budget. Like you could feel it being constrained by its budget.
0: But Um, similar to like Godzilla, you know, like I think about Godzilla minus one, right? And how you could have done a very similar kind of movie with the creator. And it would have been a lot better if you just kind of like explored the the quandaries are like just explored the world a little bit more and didn't necessarily have to like be like grandiose in scope, right? Like you can have tighter shots of the village of the AI people, you know, just kind of like going through their day. If he had spent more time in the village, kind of learning about their way of life. And then that kind of like organically made him shift his opinion on AI. That would have made the movie make more sense. But instead he just spends the whole movie hating AI right until the plot demands that he cares for this little girl.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He has the inverse of the avatar problem where you need to spend more time in the village.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: rather than less. It
0: really is like the yeah, it is kind of the antithesis of avatar in a lot of ways.
1: Big ups to my man uh field goal uh, touchdown run Johnson.
0: Yes, the 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 best part of that movie is the robot that runs and explodes. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally the best part of the movie. My
1: man hits a three point, he's got a fucking three point <laughs> stance ready to go. He's going to hit him and his then he just takes record. off and he
0: runs right past everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it blows up. Uh, oh, so, yeah, so that's so good. that's my most disappointing so movie bad. of the year. The creator, I, a, yeah. a premise that I really had high hopes for that just did not deliver.
1: And I guess for you, Kurt, you can start us off. What's your what was your shout out? Your honorable mention?
0: Uh, well, pleasant surprise. <laughs> pleasant surprise. Uh, that's my pleasant one. surprise for movies. Uh, I I had a lot. Uh, to consider here, and I thought about giving this to Godzilla Minus One, but I figured one of you two would recognize that movie, so I decided to take a different bend and kind of bring back a movie that might have kind of slipped people's minds, but my pleasant surprise is Blackberry. Um, Oh, yeah. I thought,
1: And a a dishonorable mention to all the middling product biopic movies.
0: Yeah. Um, There were a lot of product biopic movies uh, this year. Uh That was the hot... New thing And a lot of them sucked Uh, And a lot of them Were kind of mid Like Flaming Hot Was bad Uh, Tetris was kind of Like confusing Uh, Air was Air was Air was well acted But at the end of the day Like The climax was them Waiting for a phone call (laughs) Yeah So how exciting Is that really Uh, But BlackBerry And maybe it's just Because I'm a tech enthusiast uh, But BlackBerry Really kind of Hit all the the right notes for me um it mm-hmm. it did a good job of exploring uh like kind of telling the story of a company birthed out of an idea from a really smart guy yeah that you know kind of grew and grew until it got too too big uh and they kind of lost the core value there and you know just showing the rise and fall and the, the acting was really good. The direction was really good. Um, it was just a solidly well made movie. And it just stood, it towered above all the other biopics. And, you know, we, I. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Howerton's
1: uh, also great, too. I mean, yeah. he has the best, he has, it's his best line ever that I've ever heard Glenn Howerton say. And I will remember it from forever. <laughs> I show it to anyone who asks.
0: <laughs> I'm from Waterloo. I'm <laughs> from <the>
1: Waterloo. <laughs> Where the vampires hang out.
0: Which I guess is a reference to some other movie that I just didn't pick no, up. No, it's on. a
1: reference to a street interview that was oh. given to like this I, I he was not mentally well, but he was like given a street interview. <laughs> and he's his the gist of it was like people treat me like a vampire. Like they walk by and they show the cross at me because <laughs> they don't you know, I'm not accepted. And but it that was the gist of it, but he takes it on a fucking rant. I will send you the video. It's great. Because the end of it, the climax is him like triumphantly ripping his shirt off and then immediately, like, oh, oh, shit, I'm so tired. (laughs)
0: Uh, But yeah, that was all of his strength. Blackberry like fits this category perfectly because it's a movie I had very little expectations for, but turned it out really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: I will go. My. I'm glad, again, I would have put, it was a tie, it was a toss-up for me between Godzilla Minus One and this one, but um, since you all recovered it, I get to talk about this one a little more. Um, for me, the pleasant surprise was The Holdovers. Okay. Um, it is, I think it's going in the holiday box for me as, as a new uh, holiday roster movie. Um, it just nails like, it's... <laughs> It's like literally it was it's not literally me, but (laughs) I grew up as a child of that generation. So a lot of their aesthetic influences have been passed down. But 70s in rural Northeast America, um, and 70s aesthetic is was very strong and varied there in my life. So this one hits very close to home. But even, even without that, it's a really good blend of comedy and drama. Um, Paul Giamatti gives a fantastic performance. This is a pretty, I would say, a pretty breakout role, although these other actors have probably done a lot of stuff before for Dominic Sessa and Devine Joy Randolph. Um, just excellent performances all around. Really good use of score, good use of um, cinematography. And it's a very, it comes off as a very cozy movie that, will it's, it does the thing, it does the the thing where it makes you laugh, makes you cry a little bit, and makes you think. <laughs> um, and at the end of it, it's, it ends it with a good ending. And um, it it, you know, brightens my spirits for the holidays. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we can, I can do this. I'm here. So, and at two hours, a little over two hours, it's. Not a slim movie, but um, it's a, it, it'll occupy your time. I actually showed this to my family. I watched it with my family again when we were home on holidays, and they were doing their puzzles. They started off, but, like, by about an hour in, it, it enraptured them. They were, like, fucking glued to the screen for the last hour of it.
0: That's always the best when you're, like, kind of half watching a movie. You're, like, looking at your phone or something else, but it gets so good that you just, like, put the phone down and start, like, Giving your sole intention to the movie,
1: huh. yeah. Um. So as as long as there's supposed to be snow on the ground, I would say this is a great movie to watch. Mm. Um. Yeah. If you haven't given it a it shot, out. check it out. It's on Apple yeah. TV as of today or yesterday. It's oh, free cool. on Peacock. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah.
2: Sweet. Yeah, I'll have to check it out because I, I did. I did want to watch it. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I, it. I remember listening to your review when I was editing the uh, Potluck Show, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, this sounds." pretty good. Peter yep. rarely gets this excited about a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so um yeah, really pleasant surprise for me there.
2: Um all right, I'll uh, take it away with my uh pleasant Damn, surprise. Because I that to have a pleasant surprise game, it was more of a movie. Oh, yeah. Uh was um was definitely the only movie that I came out of the theater saying it had no business being this good. And they could have just phoned it in and made a super generic movie, and made a profit. And that was Barbie.
1: Yeah. yeah I, that's, I, that's, I had that reasoning, too. It's like, where... Yeah. God damn, Sorry. that really broke all expectations.
2: Don't yeah. Worry. yeah. So, it was, a, it was a great movie with a great premise. Um, written very well, and directed very well. Greta Gerwig is really, really interesting. And I want to check out some of her other movies because of this. Because I think a lot of the design and inspiration came from her and, and ideas that she had. Um, so it was uh, done very well. Um, like I said, they could have just as easily made a generic Barbie movie that would appeal to the, the girls who played with them as toys and you know, put some cheeky jokes in there. Like this movie has been done before. Like It's like a, mm-hmm. like a doll coming to life... Is something from like a Disney Channel. This
1: could have been Barbie Goes Um, to New York City, the movie. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, you know, encounter some quirks. Like Enchanted or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like this has been done before. They could have done a super generic script and it probably would have done well. It's a really popular IP and it would have hit a lot of different age groups. You would have had the same people going to see it and they would have come out being like, that was okay. You know, that was okay. But I think a lot of people came out being like, that was. Like with a tear in their eye, literally, because the end of the movie is tear jerking. Um and it 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 wasn't just about Barbie. It was about the human human being, human uh essence.
0: The and, human and, condition. And, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the human condition the and, and how we interact with people, interact with our family, how we how we grew up and how we learn about how to be humans, uh right. and what that does to people. So This touched on a lot of stuff that, like, a Barbie movie probably doesn't need to touch on, but did.
1: Very thoughtful Um, movie. Yeah, yeah,
2: it was really, really well thought out. Uh, I think I feel like it had a cast that really cared about the characters too. They weren't just they weren't just there for the sake of a paycheck. They really had fun with it, Um, and, and that really echoes in a movie and how how the quality of it comes out. So. Um, yeah, I thought it was very, very good. Um and definitely a pleasant surprise.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Um I just want to check okay, good. I was like, we're not missing I'm like we didn't forget the whale, right? That was last year. Yeah. Oh, it was last year?
0: I didn't really like the whale that much to be honest with you. Yeah.
1: I liked <laughs> we all like Brendan Fraser <laughs> in the Whale. He, yeah, his performance the, was w- good.
0: The movie around him kind of sucked.
2: The whale the whale is so interesting because even if it, I feel like even if it was better designed, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how else you would do it because he was acting as well, but it was a sad fucking movie. And I did not leave the theater feeling good. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> so the Darren Aronofsky it's, special. <laughs> it's hard to like, and the same thing with Bo is Afraid. Like, I think Bo is Afraid was this year. Uh, mm-hmm. And shit, dude, like that, that movie made you feel bad weird and bad that's, and that's like,
1: the Ari Aster experience yeah so yeah. I'm
2: like okay this movie made me feel things but I'm not exactly happy about
1: it I don't
0: know that I've ever like finished a Darren Aronofsky movie and been like in a pleasant mood like they're all really downers Black Swan the wrestler Requiem Probably for a mother. Dream is a super big downer <laughs> yeah
1: um oh I will sweet of Ari Aster, quick shout out to maybe one of the most memorable movie moments this year um, was Nicolas Cage's um, come fart (laughs) in Dream Scenario. (laughs) (laughs) Go watch our review for discussion of that moment.
0: Yeah. Um, Um,
1: But now we turn to video games.
0: Well, no, 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 no. no. We we got most anticipated movie of
1: 2024. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> actually no i i know what mine is i i know what
0: mine is. so i i'll i'll go because i got mine ready here i don't know if everyone else had that um i wanted to say paddington in peru but turns out that's not going to release in the u.s until 2025 Ooh. uh it's a november release of 2024 in the u.k uh, Studio Canal fix that shit. So I was going to go with what would have been my honorable mention, uh, which is Deadpool three. Please don't fuck up this movie, Disney. Just, just,
2: and they're, and they're trying too. And they're
0: <laughs> just, yeah. just let, just, just let them do their thing. The first two movies were pretty good because they they were able to do their thing. Just let them do their thing. Um. Honorable mentions to Dune Two and Sonic Three. There's other movies I'm looking forward to, yeah. but uh, I think Deadpool Three. I've been waiting a long time for this movie, uh, yeah. and I hope it doesn't disappoint.
1: My my most anticipated, definitely Madam Web. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, it's I am gonna say I'm gonna shout out Dune Part Two. Um, just that the fact that this will be that they, they will in fact. Close this loop, or at least this first book, um, be able to put it all together, because um, it's going to be you're going to watch it as I'm not seeing it as part two. This is well, yeah, as part two of one movie. This is one five six hour movie, and that's how it's going to be viewed forever and ever, going forward. Um, but. Um, we have to get to 2024 to see that. So um,
0: uh, yep. yeah, you don't have to Look wait too long. To... I think it's coming out pretty early in the year.
2: Um, so it, it's always hard because I feel like release dates can kind of be like pushed back. Um,
0: yes, we've had several yeah. instances where the most anticipated movie one year is still the most anticipated movie the next year. Yeah, <laughs> so
2: I don't. I don't know if this is. Um, this shouldn't be pushed back, but Joker fully. I do. Uh, okay. Fully. Fully. I do. Yeah, I think that's yeah.
0: that's pretty set in stone
2: yeah so i don't think that is going to be pushed back and i don't think it's going to be like being released at the end of 2024 where it could be pushed back to 2035 um so that's i'm i'm excited for that uh joker part one or joker one i don't know fucking joker uh was very good i thought it was um pretty entertaining and the uh memes were fantastic uh interested to see what lady gaga can bring to this um but she's been I think a, a pretty good actress in the past. Um, uh, with an honorable mention, I it's I'm only saying it because it's here. We'll see if um, this actually gets released or what. Legend of the White Dragon. Oh yeah, uh, is is also slated yes. to release in yep. 2024, uh, and that was that. Um, uh,
0: the Power Rangers homage sort of deal. Yeah, uh, Jason David Frank's last movie. Yeah,
2: Jason yeah. David Frank. Um,
0: it's like something weird like Nick or something.
2: Yeah, yeah, something Bat something was like the studio that, it was like a YouTube channel.
0: Yeah. Like, like super, super fucking indie. Um,
2: yeah, they released a trailer. There's a lot of good like photos out there of like the set pieces and, and costumes that they have. Um, looked very interesting, very Gritty, edgy—I would say. Mm-hmm. It has me this movie has me edging. If you want, if you
0: want to say that, I don't. But
2: <laughs> I'm edging for this movie, so I hope they do right by. I hope Jason they don't, David Frank.
1: I hope they don't blow their load on us, or I hope they do. Whichever. Yeah, I mean, I don't Bad think let, the, let their white dragon roar.
0: I don't think it has to be like a great movie. I think it just has to deliver fun action scenes and then it'll be a yeah. success. Like I view this the same way as I would view like a Michael J. White movie or the raid.
1: Oh fuck. I should have said that as that was my other most disappointing movie was just uh, I'll law Johnny Black.
0: Yeah. I, I mean that like, was I wanted that to be good. It was it disappointing, but I I it it didn't hurt me the same way that the creator did. I didn't yeah. have as high hopes, I guess. Um. Alright, now we move to video games oh. With the most prestigious Game of the Year award Which uh, I'm going to get some pushback On my pick, but Remember this is my award show So I can do what the fuck I want <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give Game of the Year this year to uh, The Phantom Liberty <laughs> Oh, okay Um, okay. You might say But Kurt, Cyberpunk 2077 Came out in 2020. And I say to you, well, it's an expansion, not just a DLC. And also, if it's eligible for the Game Awards, it's eligible for the Studleys. So, suck it, Cyberpunk, <laughs> Phantom First Liberty.
2: First of all, fuck you <laughs> for even saying you can do that on your Game Awards.
1: <laughs> Canceled, time pilled. Second of day-ratioed. all, D ratioed.
0: Huh? Ugh. <laughs> so, I'll say this. I. I really, I enjoyed Baldur's Gate 3, which I'm sure is going to win at least someone's award here. I, I, If I had played more Baldur's Gate 3, it might have edged it out in, in my mind here, but I don't feel like I played enough of it this year to really stand behind giving it game of the year. Uh, Phantom Liberty, I, I went through, it's not just the Phantom Liberty uh, so much but like that was a really good story like the the missions and the quality of it they got everyone back a lot of times with DLCs and these big RPGs they can only like get the main voice actor back uh, so like he's the only character in the original uh, from the original game that to be voiced not the case here they got fucking Keanu back to do new dialogue for Johnny Silverhand they got Idris Elba in here they they spared no expense putting forth like a really high quality expansion to the game that delivered like a reasonable amount of content it's like 15-20 plus hours of content, uh, easy just the main story and a few side missions and it it's really well told, it's a a spy thriller, there's a lot of like intrigue and duplicity and like who can you trust elements to it Uh, it tackles some philosophical questions about government and you know Uh, ethical use of ai that was kind of explored a little bit in the the uh the um uh, base game but really expanded a lot in here and not just the dlc but the 2.0 and 2.1 updates to cyberpunk 2077 breathed new life into the game like one complaint i would have about the vanilla game or like even when we get to version 1.5 and 1.6 where they ironed out a lot of the bugs and performance issues is that while the story is really compelling and the settings great and the characters are great, the uh, actual mechanics of gameplay, a little clunky, but the way they reworked the skill trees in this game, in the 2.1 update, really like there's defined play styles now. There's like a lot of incentive for like exploring stuff. When you get to a high enough level though, you still kind of run into the Bethesda issue where you're. You, you've got maxed out everything, and you, you're just the god. But mm. uh, playing through from a new character, I feel the progression's much better and much more rewarding. And I haven't even gotten to explore all the skill trees yet, but from the ones that I have put in, like it's just I feel like there's an identity to the gameplay that just wasn't there in the beginning stages of the game. And it's really impressive how CD Projekt Red has done right by people who, who liked this game and, you know, I don't know that they'll ever fully recover the, from the reputation hit, but they definitely pull the Hello Games with this one and just... went went on grinding and made a great game that is technically one game of the year twice for me
1: (laughs) game of the year two years
0: running. two x game of the year well if i did like my favorite game every year slay the spire would be (laughs) i've won every game of the year award since 2019 (laughs) yeah
2: well you said you said my pick so i am obligated to respond uh baldur's gate 3 baby baldur's gate 3 every Mm -hmm. year baby can't wait for that dlc to come in 2024 so i can say baldur's gate 3 for 2024
0: yeah i wouldn't (laughs) wouldn't be mad (laughs) (laughs) it's an expansion it's not just a dlc uh
2: yeah my game of the year is baldur's gate 3 it's something that i have put in um Two hundred eighty-one point five hours of playtime.
0: Oh boy! <laughs> I
2: have four characters, I think, in total, um, and I've only beaten the game once. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I'm like, I'm in the third act of like two characters, so it's it's okay. I have a couple play groups. Uh, this game has so many possibilities for like replayability. Not only do you have the different classes that you can build that brings in new life into it, but you have a whole cast of characters that you can choose to be your psychics. Even if you're playing this solo, by the way. If you're playing a solo, you can play as those characters from the beginning and have different dialogue, different interactions from the beginning. Um, you could uh, play as the Dark Urge, which totally flips everything on its script and almost gives you a different storyline because you it's a character um that is designed to be played evil. Um
0: and then you can even play that different Well look at that you Starfield can, <laughs> yeah. games are more interesting yeah. when you can explore different moralities.
2: <laughs> so not only that, it is the uh it, like you can you can even they even thought of what if the evil character tried to be good? So there's different like uh, accomplishments and like um, uh, there's a desire to play characters as they're not supposed to be played or play them differently. Um, so it's so heavy into the role play and into the decision making that you can do so many different things that uh, make it a, such a replayable game. Uh, I would say you don't need a full group. You don't need anybody to play. You can play this solo and be and have fun. Yeah, I, I would argue you'd get through it faster. Than you <laughs> did. Um, yeah. And you probably would find more stuff. You find different things as you're going through. You find different ways to get around obstacles around like enemies. Uh, you don't always have to fight through uh, different um, interactions. So there are so many elements of this game that make it. A fantastic game the sound the the voice acting the writing of it uh is very good the story of it is very good um that i think it is it is a a masterpiece and you can definitely notice how long it took them to make the game um so i am i'm excited to see what dlc they drop for it when they drop drop it it'll be
0: drop it'll it like it's how drop it like it's how yeah Um, no, definitely, like, even from the modest amount I played of it, I can see the quality in Baldur's Gate 3. It's immediately apparent that this was a labor Mm -hmm. of love, and they were given the time they needed to make the game that they wanted. Um, and so, like, I I will not gripe anyone for picking that as their game of the year. Hell, I might have.
1: It really is the (laughs) Godzilla minus one of video games.
2: Well, the, the, the funny thing is, uh... Like when this I mean, do you remember when this game came out and all the other game studios were saying don't expect us to make games
0: That's not a reasonable expectation of quality.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Don't don't expect us to like keep putting out games like this.
1: Like way to fucking tell on yourself, boys. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so that that is a telltale sign that like game companies oftentimes It
0: was like, so good that Hasbro fired a lot vegetable. of the people who worked <laughs> <laughs> on it. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's a sour sour ending to to leave on, on Baldur's Gate with. But yeah, unfortunately yep. that happened with D D.
1: Yep. All right, well, you. It, this is the easiest fucking read of all time, boys. Um, game of the year for me, BRC baby. <laughs> um, no, no shot. It. <laughs> I've been. I've been fucking waiting for this thing for three years. Uh, it came out and it met my expectations. It did what I. And my expectations were high. I was like, shit, this is gonna be a really good game, and it was. It felt great. It was awesome experience, and. I I just loved it. It made my heart happy. Um Yeah,
0: and then it I guess I think in part it was it was successful enough that Sega is gonna revive Jet Radio.
1: It woke them the fuck up, apparently. Um and you say people will say, Oh Peter, it's that was that was too close. They must have already been working on it when BRC came out. I was like, Well, when it came out, sure. They were already in development for the new Jet Set Radio. Um, but not three years... I highly doubt three years ago when those first teaser trailers dropped or two years ago when the main trailers dropped and people were, were getting really hype about it. Um, in addition to it being just a really fun game, um, it has an awesome modding scene. Um, I guess shout out to Slop Crew and Jakes. The Jakes. I'll
0: have to check it out. I haven't explored um, any of the modding. They
1: literally just... So they dropped like a two like world changing like holiday expansion. So they dropped tomb rush for Halloween and then they dropped, um, the jolly update for Christmas, which includes putting snow on everything, putting a giant fucking tree in millennium square <laughs> and, um, and plenty of other gameplay additions, but like innumerable model swaps, any mod, it's almost like VR chat, like any model you can think of, they swapped it in multiplayer, comp multiplayer versus um the L- entire like multiple like
0: lounge with the uh with multiplayer versus do you have like the different uh, game modes that were in jsrf like taggers tag and uh...
1: it's so since the only uh, challenge was score challenge in this you can you do the score challenge as the verses okay I'm sure someone has modded in taggers tag or something like that. Um, I would have no doubt um, but it is—it's very much a super chill hangout space. The community is awesome. The game is awesome. Everyone, everyone was ready for this, and yeah, Sega Sega's a, gonna say you got to bring the heat now.
0: It's a game that feels like really good to control. I remember when I talked about Spider-Man in my review of that game. Uh, like, I just had fun just getting on Spider-Man and and swinging around the city for like twenty-five yep. minutes. Exactly uh, this this video. game is the same sort of way where I can just like trick in Millennium Square for thirty five minutes and feel fulfilled.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. So get it, play it, mod it, absolutely.
0: And it it's not expensive, be. really. And it's probably on no. sale now uh, for the holiday sale. And if I think no. it's worth it at regular price and on on sale, I'm sure it's it's even greater value. It's
1: great on the Steam Deck, better Ooh. than on the Switch.
0: Yeah, runs runs pretty good on. On most things uh it's not yeah. too too demanding um Fair. all right let's flip the script and talk about disappointments most disappointing game mm. of the year A lot to choose from here very competitive <laughs> category i
1: i'm dodging the i'm dodging the most obvious crap jobs because i well i don't know I'll, i won't go first i i don't want to go first so.
2: um so I didn't really play any bad games this year, because I didn't really play too many games this year. Um, so I don't really I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Jake thing and I'm gonna say a game that I haven't played before, but I that's, watched that's a fine. good a good amount of it, and that is the Gollum, Lord of the Rings Gollum. <laughs> okay. Game. Uh because boy, what a what a premise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to just be the most like feeble character thrown into a video game, and then just do a sneak fest around a castle?
0: Just a weird idea from the jump. (laughs) Yeah.
2: It's so strange. I don't even know how it got greenlit.
1: It was part of the wave of Lord of the Rings monetization and franchisization that happened this year. Like, this was, remember the Rings of Power or whatever, the Amazon series?
2: Like, maybe maybe I have to be a Lord of the Rings, like, diehard fan to really enjoy it. But, like, I don't even know how many of them would be like, oh, no, I want a game where I play as Gollum.
0: Yeah, I think that's, like, one of the big criticisms. is like, even Lord of the Rings fans would be like, why? Like, I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings guy, but I enjoyed Shadow of uh, Mordor and Shadow of War quite a bit um, because they were just fun games. But Gollum, from everything I've seen and have been told, does not meet the fun game category. And it just looks... Like I can't believe this was a, that that this is the result from the delay and how long it was in development.
2: <laughs> yeah, not to mention it was uh, like a it was a full price game too, 60 dollars or something like that.
0: Yeah, like I was, think seventy bucks.
2: I don't, I don't think it was like a like a twenty dollar like indie game. Like it's you had to pay for this. They paid good mm-hmm. money for this, and like uh, you know maybe maybe a lot of that money is going towards like the License, <laughs> well, the license, but also the uh, like it, it looked nice. Like I can't say it's a uh, like Godzilla versus Kong or whatever they, that game. Oh, was. Oh, the Kong the game, K- yeah, Kong Skull Island, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that one looked like it was
1: bad from the outside. Done. Well,
0: yeah. I think Gollum, Gollum, in my opinion, at least, had like pretty shitty graphics too. It's just that that Kong game was so so bad that it made Gollum look decent by comparison. Like yeah. Gollum looks like a PS three game but kong yeah. looks like a ps2 game
1: <laughs> yeah just just the bottom
2: i can't say much more on that yeah. but that, that was disappointing to see that that even mm-hmm. existed and like was being sold at like a serious price point yeah
0: i'm i'm gonna kind of pull a jake as well and and play a game that i i personally didn't play a whole lot um but i think it it really fits the disappointment category to a T. That's Overwatch 2. Um oh, I'm yeah. not super big into Overwatch. I played a little bit of the first one, but I know it has a really fervent community and uh people loved the original game. And Activision Blizzard just like did a triple whammy of shit. They put out a worse game that uh, reduced the number of uh reduced the size of the game uh had less content and uh reneged on many promises they delisted the old game so it's not like you can even just play overwatch one and be content with that no they forced you to switch over to overwatch 2 and just put out this half-baked skeleton of a game that even the most like diehard overwatch fans uh even if they played it were like yeah. I don't know that this is it, Chief. Um, and for a game that should have been a slam dunk, like, print money machine, for them to miss the mark on that is just, like, wild to me that you would mm-hmm. mismanage one of your most profitable IPs to such a degree. Yeah. I Not would... to
2: mention, you have Overwatch as, like, the, like, staple poster child of... Um... Like esports, the hero yeah, yeah. esports and the well,
1: hero shooter multiplayer stuff.
2: Like like League of Legends is really popular, but like not really in America. Um, like it, it's it competitively, it is a Korean Chinese um, dominated sport. But Overwatch was, I think, more dominated by European and and Native. Uh, Which
0: makes and, sense because it's from a Western developer. North
2: Americans. Uh yeah, it does, and um, you know, for the most part, Overwatch One was doing. Okay, like there was. Yeah, I don't really see the need to change it. I don't see why they couldn't just like included the PVE stuff instead. They had to go and rework a lot of like the maps and objectives. Because
0: then they can sell Uh, you the game again.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and it's just like they kind of redid, and I think I, I think I played it, and uh, I didn't really notice a big difference. Um, Like the majority of the heroes are still the same. Um, Mm -hmm. They. The the move from six to five is pretty huge from what I understand.
0: Yeah, it completely um, changes the dynamic. And they didn't they didn't do enough com- to redesign the maps for five V five, so there's a lot less engagement because there's just you're yeah, more yeah. spread out.
2: And I think a lot of people were really looking forward to like the PVE, where that was really gonna be a big majority.
0: They promised like a fucking full out story mode and what they delivered was like generic missions yeah. and they like the fact that they put out that press release and we're like yeah story mode's not coming
2: yeah i know we said it was
0: gonna it. be a thing uh but we released this game real early because we wanted to milk you for some money and then uh decided yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna finish it
2: <laughs> it's incredible it's, it's incredible mm-hmm. it's um it's a real it's a real shame because it is a big company a lot of people worked on it and a lot of people love it so for them to just like kind of shit on mm-hmm. uh, a lot of what people love and dedicate their lives to is um really insulting. Yeah. It's and borderline true. fraudulent, I would I would almost say.
0: I wouldn't disagree. Hack
1: frauds. Um yeah, I guess shout out to Diablo four from the same company for similar reasons.
0: <laughs> um
1: although that one's a bit more of a mixed bag. I I remember Yeah, that there are
0: people that enjoyed Diablo four. I think it's it's not universally loved, but I think there, there's quite a few people that uh, appreciate the game for its own merits.
1: Yep. Um, and I am also going to pull a Jake. See, we don't play games we don't like. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the key there.
0: I mean, I played a Redfall a little bit because it was on Game Pass, but if it's not on Game Pass, I'm not going to buy a shitty game.
1: <laughs> if all games cost the price of a movie ticket, maybe I'd play more bad games. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. going to
2: say, if, like... It takes a lot more time to dedicate it to a game, too. Like, you have to put in a good chunk of time into a game to know that you're not going to like it. But if you only have to watch a movie for an hour and a half to know, be like, oh, yeah, I fucking hate this, and it only cost me 10 bucks. Yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, that being said, um, I will say this one is my pick for most disappointing of the year because it seemed to disappoint the most people this year, <laughs> and that was Starfield. Um, while, Kurt, you have a bit more nuanced take on it. Um, Yeah, people did not. It did not live up to their expectations.
0: No, I I think that's that's definitely a fair a fair pick.
1: Yeah, people were hoping for the next breakout Bethesda title, for them to step into a new uh, age of of their company with a new IP that was all theirs. This was set up to be um, their their time to shine. The greater gaming industry and media. PR industry at large was set up to uh, support them and make it a the big thing. That's why I have monster energy cans with Starfield all over them because <laughs> you got to get them, them Starfields. Um, and I mean, Starfield it's really something that drink.
0: Microsoft hung a lot of their hat on this year because like they bought out Zenimax and made, you know Elder Scrolls and and Bethesda's yeah. games Xbox exclusive in hopes of competing with Sony's really good first party exclusives and they were really counting on Starfield being yeah. a hit and I think it sold pretty well but it's it's Oh yeah
1: everyone bought it because they were hoping that it was it would you know that some of the hype some of the negative press was just press I but, I do um, feel
0: like that a lot of everyone a lot of the negativity can be considered a little bit nitpicky, but there are legitimate gripes with the game that I think people who are like big fans of Bethesda see. I'm not a huge Bethesda guy, so the fact that, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I guess I had lower expectations. I also don't get right. caught up in the hype cycle, which is probably why I enjoyed Cyberpunk more than anyone else when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but no, I, as someone who put, I, I certainly played Starfield the most. If, if game of the year is based on hours played, I think the seven days I put into Starfield, like game time, <laughs> game yeah, probably would make would it my count. game of the year. But um, like, I can definitely understand why people would consider it disappointing, and I'm disappointed in it in some regards.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think it's an emperor's is very much an emperor's new clothes situation where people finally they took it, they played it, and after however many hours you know, a hundred hours, they looked down and they realized they were standing naked in the middle of the street. <laughs> and Bethesda, in, and the other part of it was the, the, I guess the backlash, no, but the response, that was, that's the word for it. Yeah, they Where, didn't. Um, people were hoping, you know, this it, that was other Bethesda things, like the, the modders will make it better and Bethesda will add more stuff later to buff it up. And instead of buoying those sympathies, um it was a very it was a rough strike against their reputation that they said, no, it's actually good. Your perception is wrong. And there is a very high profile campaign of pushback against the negative reviews.
0: Yeah. Um, although to be fair, Bethesda has announced that their the story DLC is coming out uh next year, and they will also be releasing uh the creation tools for mods so we'll see what this game can become with mods i think the bones are there and it can become something pretty good but i know a lot of modders are are kind of like being not interested like the uh people mm-hmm. who developed the multiplayer skyrim mod uh just released what they had so far for starfield and was like we don't care enough to finish this if someone else does go ahead yeah so we'll we'll see we'll see what kind of life it has. I don't know that the story on Starfield has been written hundred percent yet, but uh, I guess they're I guess we'll see. From behind. Yeah, they're not they're not in good shape, and I don't Bethesda and T- Todd kind of has an ego to him, so I don't I don't know that they're necessarily going to do what CDPR did and you know actually address the criticisms of the game on a design yeah. level.
1: All right. Um, Pleasant
0: Surprise. Yeah. Surprised. Um, this was a an easy one for me to hand out because this was a game that spent a lot of the year for me as my working game of the year, um, and that's Hi-Fi Rush, which is a game that was not developed by Defez- Bethesda but published by them. Um, really solid kind of... Rhythm action hybrid. Like we we've joked for years on the show that uh, rhythm and action games are pretty much the same thing. But this game literally fuses those two genres. Uh, really great soundtrack. Uh, original songs, some licensed songs. Could have done with a little more licensed music, to be honest. But um, like if you're someone who enjoys music, this game is like really centered on the music, obviously, because that kind of like drives the core gameplay. Uh, but it has a pretty decent story. The characters are legitimately well-written and likable, and it features, like, the very... It, does a, it accomplishes a rare, rare feat where it has a very capable female lead um, and a very kind of, like, ditzy male lead, but it doesn't feel mm-hmm. insulting or, like, they're trying to do a Mary Sue thing. Like, they're both likable characters, and they both have believable personalities and show struggle and show competencies in different areas, uh, kind of like left brain, right brain kind of thing. And a lot of the supporting cast is, is good. There's a lot of legitimately good humor in it, in it. Uh, I raved about the game when I reviewed it on the show and I still think it's, it's a really great game to pick up. If you haven't played hi-fi rush and you, you like music and rhythm games and you, uh, you owe it to yourself to, to play it. Yeah. Um, and even if you don't, like, I'm not a big rhythm game guy. I f- fucking love this game. I put the hell out of it. Um, I really spent a lot of time exploring the combo system and, and figuring out how to, like, build super huge ridiculous combos where you work in all your different assist calls from your, like, three support characters. And just, it's it's a, it's a sandbox to play around in with a lot mm-hmm. of respects.
1: Yeah. Um, quick shout out to Mobile Soup Baba because that came out like <laughs> days ago.
0: Oh, that shit's out? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I didn't realize that was out and you could get it. I think it might even be free.
0: All right, like, I'm gonna go. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's something to play. I was like, oh, what's my new oh, Mobile Soup Baba? That'll be a pretty good one, actually. Nope, that's out now. Um, So that's a shout out there. But I guess my, uh, my pleasant surprise this year. As, uh dial it all the way back to the fucking start of the year the year started out real strong with a little thing a little game called uh pizza tower
0: <laughs> yeah, this pizza tower is great
1: right that's another that's one of those games that just had like that had no right to it's like well I mean you, you could see it coming from a little while away but to see how good it was and how strong of a presentation it was to immediately like like nail itself down as an indie darling,
0: yeah. Like the likes
1: of Shovel Knight was something I did not see coming.
0: It brought the um, Warrior World's uh, like gameplay formula to an audience much wider than any Warrior World games audience, and yeah. it it it's great.
1: Yeah, the the action is frantic. The movement once you've once you've mastered it um, is. Is kind of unreal. It's it's uh, buttery. It's well executed, buttery smooth.
0: Yeah, I lack the um, skill.
1: Greasily smooth, even. Um, and just fucking dripping, oozing, bursting with personality. Um, he's gonna be he's gonna be around for a while.
0: <laughs> I think Pepino.
1: so. don't forget to put a little respect on the name. though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: All
1: right. That's piece of tower
0: tasty um,
2: this is one thing i one one game that i heard about uh, a little while ago and uh, i'm looking at gameplay of it now and it does it does look really fun um dave the diver i don't know if you heard about this mm. little tidbit um seems like a very quirky um kind of like a pixel art type game where you're uh, a diver just going down into the water and picking up fishes stuff. yeah picking up fish seems like you're picking up fish for a restaurant feeding people and um there's also a just weird convoluted story behind it as well I, i have no idea what it is but there's a a cast of characters that come in and and kind of uh just start mucking up the waters and it's it's got really good reviews uh seems like there's a good amount of content there i don't know how much replayability there is um or how long you get but i don't think it's like a 60 game i think it's on steam so i might check this out whenever it is on sale it might be on sale right now i don't know um because there, there's the winner steam sale
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: but yeah dave the diver uh highly recommend it uh for, highly recommend it from a lot of people uh and it is 20 percent off right now it's 16 bucks
1: yeah Steam sale going through the fourth. You got five days to to pick
0: them. spend that Christmas money. Uh, also, following up, uh, Mobile Suit Baba is available for purchase on itch.io for four U.S. dollars.
1: Okay. Love me some or more. Some I think antics. it's
0: yeah. It's like a. Uh, I think it's like a suggested donation that starts at four dollars, but you can. Uh, give a little more, if you so desire. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. so... With that, we'll move on to our our final category, which is Most Anticipated Game of 2024. Uh, This is kind of a hard one to get, because there hasn't been a whole lot announced for 2024 yet. And of the stuff that's been announced, there isn't a whole lot that I'm interested in, but I'll give mine uh, to... Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Um Gotham Knights wasn't exactly a smash hit, but uh I have hope that Rocksteady proper is going to be able to deliver the goods once again. I think this is their first uh like the first Rocksteady published or developed game since Arkham Knight. Uh, they've put out some other stuff in the Arkham game universe, but I think they've been hard at work at this for at least a few years now. Early, early like screenshots that I've seen were a little worrying, but I, I don't know how, how much uh just it being early in development is a factor for that. Mm-hmm. The scale and ambition is quite high. I'm sure a lot of that studio demands, and I have. kind of a bad feeling that this is either i don't think this game's gonna be like mid i think it's either gonna be really good or fail spectacularly and obviously i'm hoping that it's really good because it is a multiplayer game that we could all play together um and i enjoy the arkham series i like rocksteady a lot so i'm hoping that hoping they can they can work their magic and make this make this a good thing.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, like it, yeah, again, uh, it's like games coming out. That's a that's always a tough one. Um so, I'm going to the one I there's a couple I see here. Um sheer, uh, sheer the wanderer. That's one that uh the Mystery Dungeon of Coil Island. I love Mystery Dungeon games. Um, that's I know, and I know this is a series. I need to get into the series from the beginning, work my way up to this. But that would be cool to have a new one. But also like Hades 2. It's probably the most. Um, I Hades of the profile Hades indie. two
0: is one that I'm I'm all, I'm also really looking forward to. But I'm not like a Hundi that's actually going to come out in 2024. Yeah. So yeah. that's why There's I, I picked... same thing
1: with stuff like. Doka V and all that I think that's already out to 2025. Cause Blue Biss, or Abyss, whatever the fuck they make, it they they decide to go way way ham with that shit. Yeah. Um, secret. I I secretly hope for uh Hylix 3 trailer. <laughs> He's not Mr. Lindroth is not dormant with his uh with his work. So there's still more to come, I believe. This year, maybe, maybe not. Who knows?
0: I guess we'll see. Yeah.
2: Um. So I'm I'm hoping that there will be a DLC announced for Baldur's Gate, um, coming out in 2024. But um, for games that are announced to be released in 2024, and you know, I don't know when this is coming out. It's probably going to be pushed to 2025. So maybe this will be next year's uh, most anticipated. But uh, Star Wars Outlaws um, is slated to release in 2024. There's only a, uh, a cinematic trailer out there so far. So we have not even seen any gameplay. Um, however, from Fallen Order and the sequel to Fallen Order, they were some pretty solid games. Um, however, the sequel, I think, had some uh, some a rough release. Um, hoping that it... Uh, Goes on sale and I can pick it up for a little bit cheap and they fix all those bugs because I do want to play that. Uh, but Outlaws looks interesting. Um, kind of maybe a departure from the Jedi experience that we get from a lot of other Star Wars games. And you're following a kind of like a, a rogue just blasting people um, trying to do some smuggling or some shit. Uh, And there'll there'll probably be some Jedi in there But the Empire looks really dope Um, Anything that really kind of plays up The actual uh, gravity And menace of the Empire Would be uh, Very appreciated So right, I'm here for it
0: Yeah Um, After they cancelled Star Wars 1313 I've kind of been hoping For that Star Wars Uncharted game to come out and not necessarily saying Outlaws is going to be that but it's at least a different approach to it
2: yeah yeah I, I hope they keep it the um, keep it like this where it appears to not be any Jedi it's a departure from what we're used to let's let's have some swashbuckling smuggling and some uh, yeah yeah, It'll be some be interesting. It'll be different, which I think the genre needs.
0: Yeah, all right. So that's that's the 2023 Studleys. So I uh, hope you all enjoyed it. Join us next week for episode 400, um, which is a significant episode because uh, as I've been saying for years, the show's future is kind of been like we'll get to episode 500 and see how we feel. So. Yeah. This we could be in the countdown to like the final hundred episodes of the show, or at least in the form that it is. Um, not not tipping my hand, but recently more and more, I've been feeling like I think ten years of this might be enough. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: good run. We'll figure out. Yeah, like I don't. Rebirth. We're not
0: we are not going to go away forever. Just the show as it no. exists currently might not continue much past. Uh, episode 500. But we'll, those are, con- you still got two years before we get to that point. So, um yeah. We'll see how that don't goes. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Forget I said anything. But until next time, be well, stay mm-hmm. safe, and party like it's 1995.
2: Peace. Bye bye.